0: Both fried onions and sauerkraut are just, oh, on a brat. Mm. Just put them in my mouth, please. (laughs) You gotta add, you gotta add, like, um, like, herbs and spices to it. Oh, God. To popcorn? Yeah. You gotta make some posh um posh popcorn
1: i don't do that i don't do that i'm not a posh person
0: it's so bland on its own yeah it's
1: so good (laughs) just some nice everything you do mark just some nice air pop popcorn Mm. good stuff
0: mark i'm gonna give you a challenge in the next two weeks of your life do one posh thing and report to me what it was
1: Then you have to do one super bland thing and tell me what it was. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I'm down for that. One posh thing. In the next two weeks? No, in the next week. We only get one week to do it because that's when we next record. Well, I wanted to give you time in case you don't need time. I don't need time. You'll remind me, I'm sure, because it'll be on your mind. And. It's not like I have all the time in the world over the next week <laughs> to do something. <laughs> to do something posh. Yeah. One posh. I don't even like. I'm gonna I, like. I need to look up the definition of posh.
0: I knew you were gonna need to do that. Well, it's like, like this is gonna be a. It's in, this is a I, real
1: challenge. I know that you don't listen to Hello Internet. Uh, if you even know what it is.
0: Yeah. I know what it is. I don't listen okay. to it though.
1: Okay. But one of the hosts, Brady, who's the Australian, he likes to use the phrase "posh as cushions." <laughs> he uses that, that a lot. What does that even mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. Cushions are posh, according to him. Sumptuously okay. furnished or appointed, luxurious. Okay. Yeah. So the disc- so the so the defining sentence is a posh apartment. Okay. Yeah, so it has more to do with, like, in its its origin, it has more to do with, like, a a space, a living space. That's Mm -hmm. why posh is cushions, right? Because if you have cushions, fancy cushions, it's posh. It has less to do with a specific action.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Right? So if we're if we're limiting it to, decorating, I guarantee you that will not be done within a week, no matter how much time I have. Don't uh, limit it to
0: decorating. Let it. I'm be... not. I'm not.
1: Well, I'll make up some other thing. I'll like go have some wine somewhere instead of beer. How about that? Does that count?
0: Uh. That's lo- It says
1: luxurious. That...
0: I don't know if that counts. I feel like it. It. It would definitely count if everyone else, like, if you went there with people and everyone else was getting beer and you got wine.
1: No, no, it it doesn't have to do that. What if we all went to, like, Chris Ruth's Steakhouse or something? You're going to tell me that if we all, if I went with a big group of people to a fancy restaurant, the act of doing that wouldn't be posh? It would only be if I was being annoyingly refined at, like, Applebee's?
0: No, I'll... Right? It's like just that would slide. Be, Yeah. The, it, the goal is to get you out of your comfort zone and doing something more refined than you normally would. Oh my God. <laughs> See, now so you're like I say, you're, you're I making me something... out to
1: be some slob or something. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. I'm just like trying to You're taking this from I grew up with bland food made by my parents, so that's what I make. And now you're accusing me of not being a refined posh person. <laughs>
0: Okay, that might be slightly... <laughs> I have a fancy watch. I'll let you know. Okay, I don't have a fancy watch, so... There you go. Have Mark I shown wins. you my fancy watch? I don't think so. I feel like I would remember that, because I've been having a lot of watch envy lately. And Here, I'm just one.
1: gonna... I'll send you to their website. Okay. Okay. It's a It's a company called Slow. Well, I don't know if I want a Slow watch. No, just trust me. They're super cool. I'm just going to send it to you in the Skype. Okay. I think, God, the instant I saw it, the first time I heard about them and I started looking at it, I, it, was. it's the one kind of really nice just, like, object that doesn't have any real use. You know, I don't even wear it every day, but it was just the first one that I was like, man, this is just a nice thing that I can buy for myself. So if I want to dress up or something... This is like a sig- the main signifier to me that I am dressing up for something. Alright, I'll send you the specific one that I bought. I bought it junior year of college. Okay. Um... So it has like the metal butterfly clasp Ooh. band.
0: Okay, yeah, I see that. That's yeah. a nice looking watch.
1: But just the concept that it's just one 24-hour watch.
0: That fits so, you very so each, well. So each also. tick
1: is just 15 minutes. So when you're wearing it, it's like you can catch you can guess the time to within 5 minutes pretty consistently. Yeah, so there you go. There's there's my posh thing. Grant. No,
0: that doesn't count. You can't just wear <laughs> that one day and say I did a
1: grant. Hey, it's been a while since I've worn it. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, man, I'm in California. There's only so many posh things that I can do. I haven't even been paid yet. <laughs> There's only so many... Bro, it doesn't take money to act posh. Yes, it does. <laughs> you didn't say act posh. You said do something posh. How,
0: what's the difference there? Isn't acting posh doing something posh?
1: I don't know. Not really. Because A, it needs to be something that I need to, like, report back to you with. And if I'm acting posh, so that I'm <laughs> then... In, like, a annoying way, I'm being exactly who I'm not, and that's uncomfortable in a way that I'm not happy with. Doing something posh, which is like doing something nice and luxurious for myself, that's that can be doable. Yeah, but that, that one's within your comfort zone. It doesn't matter. If you want to tell me to do something outside of my comfort zone, then you need to come up with a different set of criteria than posh.
0: Okay, I'll think of more exacting criteria for
1: next week. Yeah, you should. Alright, your comic goes first today. I checked the show notes. I had already forgotten today who went first five (laughs) days ago (laughs) when we last did this, but Uh, I went first last time. My comic went first, so your comic goes first today. Okay. And you copped out and did another Calvin and Hobbes. What do you mean? I copped uh, out? Whenever you, it, whenever you repeat a comic from, a, you know, or repeat a comic from another episode, you're copping out. I am casting a net far and wide to find new, yet uh, un yet unsurfaced comics for our <sighs> listeners.
0: Yeah, but this is. Oh no, this isn't the. I searched for multiple Calvin and Hobbes comics for this week, and I thought that I chose the one from like the '80s, but it's clear now that as I check, the date is 2010. No, I didn't. this is
1: just this is just saying this is what Go Comics is calling it. Calvin and Hobbes only ran for ten years, from like 1989 to 1998. Okay, so like this is just so it is little, old when it like ran at some point, I guess, on Go Comics, but. Or I guess just if it was being rerun in newspapers, but it was only, like, syndicated with new stuff for 10 years back in the 90s. Anyway. So I'm
0: resurfacing it from the 90s, bro.
1: You're not resurfacing it.
0: That's what I'm calling it.
1: (laughs) Uh, But Just do the comic, Mark. Oh, man. Okay, so we have a Calvin and Hobbes comic. Calvin is walking along with his good buddy Hobbes in a little field. As he does. Calvin saying, A lot of people don't have principles, but I do. I'm a highly principled person. I live according to one principle, and I never deviate from it. Hobbes asks, What's your principle? And Ca- uh, Calvin responds, Look out for number one. Okay, Grant, why'd you choose this?
0: Um, so I could pick a Calvin and Hobbes comic that, so you could make fun of me again for it.
1: But want to know what I'm not going to make fun of? What? The proper use of quote attribution within the comic.
0: Okay, I had a question about that actually. Hmm. So in Calvin and Hobbes, when there's not a speech bubble around it, in, like, mm-hmm. in the first frame of this comic, there's just a line down from words that are uncontained. Does yeah. that mean it's a th- internal thought and not words?
1: No, not at all. It just means that Bill Watterson decided to not draw a big frame around it. And so for visual consistency, he just drew a line instead of a speech bubble, which you can see that he does when there is a proper frame oh. around it.
0: Why didn't he draw frame? Is it just...
1: It's just a nice, because it, it, you know, it gives a visual pleasure. They're walking through this field. They're coming from somewhere on the left. You know, it's empty out there. It's just a nice little, nice little thing. He does that a lot, where he kind of switches sometimes in the comic if there's a frame or not.
0: Okay. I'm just going to throw in some if... If our single reader or er, single listener, Mikhail, hasn't tried to pick this up, <laughs> Grant is totally uneducated on comics and knows nothing about them. So, this is my completely uneducated opinion. But it annoys me when there's not a frame around one part of a comic and frames around the other because it looks different and I don't like it.
1: See, what interests me is that to me it feels supernatural. Isn't like, not supernatural. Like, it just feels very natural. Uh, it yeah. feels like it was done with an intention to the point that my brain doesn't notice it. And when you point it out to me, I'm like, oh, I think it just kind of looks nice. Hmm. I don't know. But also, I've read more Calvin and Hobbes comics than any other comic. And, like, that's just kind of... I, like, honestly, I don't even know if other comic artists do this or not but I do know that Bill Watterson does, and he yeah. always does it with a very, uh, I think, in a very good way. Or here's another one. I just clicked random. Here's another one where he changes up a lot um, what his actual, I'll put it in the Google Doc. I'll keep switching how I send things to you. Uh, Thanks, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this is one where, like, he switches up, you know, what the frames actually look like throughout. Right?
0: Okay. Oh, okay.
1: Right? But it's also very symmetric in the middle. Right? Even though they're crooked, they're symmetric. And, like, even though it's all switched. And it just gives, like... Like, he uses the normal form of a comic and then just switches a couple little things, I think, in a way that a lot of other artists don't, to add to the visual element of it.
0: I'm more okay with this second one that you've shown me, but the first one, it's just so asymmetric that it just, like, it makes me kind of uncomfortable and I'm thinking part of that is because the way it's displayed on Go Comics, there's, like, a white margin on the side and underneath it, so that first frame kind of feels like it's spilling out everywhere.
1: Hmm. About, like I said, I think that's the point, is... And I... Yeah. Like, they're coming from the, somewhere and going to somewhere, and it's all very open. They've been on a long walk, Grant.
0: Yeah. Like, I understand that, like, intelligent critic Or, er, intelligent reasoning for it and it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense to me like the the smart part of my brain is really happy with it and really satisfied but the part of my brain that's just like i want to read a comic and laugh
1: (laughs) you're like the kid in the 10th grade english class who's like i don't care if it's symbolism it's dumb
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes that kid that part of my brain is just kind of like but it's not symmetrical bro
1: yeah I, like I understand that, but okay. Now I feel like we're we're, the, dri- we're Yeah, we're yeah. diving in this. Why'd you choose this comic? Because honestly, I don't even. It's the one Calvin and Hobbes comic that I don't actually think is that funny. I don't know it's if I'm not, just like not getting it, but
0: no, it's not funny. I was, as our theme of Grant choosing comics because he wants to talk about something, has progressed. <sighs> I was kind of just looking for a comic about that played to the idea of, like, looking out for yourself versus looking out for others and kind of what makes you make your decisions in life. Um, Because it was just something I was curious to hear your input on. Like, do you feel like what – because there's always a balance with things like this. And I was just wondering what balance you think you strike in your life between being guided by the principle of looking out for number one versus being guided by looking out for others in your life. Huh. Big question.
1: Yeah, man, you're not supposed to bring the serious comic. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, I, I mean, maybe I'm getting at. The way that I'll answer this might not be exactly what you had in mind. Um, That's okay. But I would say that (sighs) in my mind, a a big part of my mental space is definitely occupied with um, thinking about and having concern for others in my life. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, you know, I, I make conscious efforts in some ways to do the things that I need for myself. And I've gotten better at asking for that. Uh, Whatever that may be, whether it's, you know, the space that I need to just go do something else or whatever. And I've gotten better at that, but Mm -hmm. still there's always uh, a sub process where, you know, most of the people who I think are important in my life, uh, you know, my, my thoughts run across them pretty much every single one of them almost every single day okay you know like and this is something that you and i have talked about when we first started hanging out again this summer was like Uh i'm definitely even though despite the fact that in many ways i am less socially outward facing than you are Mm -hmm. i'm much more likely to try and engage with people who are my friends and like reach out to them yeah you know and you're not (laughs) and that's not like a bad thing but that's just a dynamic and it's something that you know is very much a focus for me is being available to people and uh knowing that i do you know think about the people that you know who are okay with me thinking about them and worrying about them or you know being happy for them whatever the deal is yeah uh so I, so i would say i fall more on that side of the scale mm-hmm. um and don't always spend as much time thinking about my own well-being as i should mm-hmm Not to say that I'm some, like, perfectly selfless person. Obviously, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I I definitely don't always do the things that I need for myself as much as I should. Yeah. So, how about you?
0: I should have foreseen that turn of the oh, question Oh man, um, i should have, have prepared a succinct answer we can edit um, all of it
1: if you don't want to answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i'll i'll make a shot at an answer and if it's terrible then you can edit it out how would that okay work? okay <laughs> or if it makes me look like a monster
1: no i'll just be like an awkwardly <laughs> selfish person who just like in, in the edit make it sound like i don't care about what you're saying you know so i don't even answer ask wow. you the question i just answer and it's like all right time for my comic
0: <laughs> yeah um i think okay so i struggle with answering this question um because i think i kind of walk a lot on the line of kind of the middle between looking out for myself and looking out for others because um, as you stated you're much more of a planner than me in terms of like activities with friends and hanging out with people and i'm a lot more of like an acceptor um mm-hmm. but i think in recent years in my own personal life i've been kind of ...pushed into that planner more... ...slightly more and more... ...but much less so... ...than you are... ...um... ...and so... ...I'm stalling here... ...trying to figure out how to answer this question... ...in reality... (laughs) ...um... ...but I would say... ...I would say I do a lot of looking out for number one... ...at this point in my life... ...um there's a lot of people in my life that I know that I will always be there for if kind of they ask that of me or want that of me. Um, But at the moment, being um, in general in my life, I'm kind of a free agent, do whatever I want, kind of, I have a lot of freedom in my life being currently unemployed, um, although looking for a job, but currently unemployed and living, uh, back home with not having to pay rent, which is, ching, which is very nice, um, and having thankfully loving parents who are glad to have me around. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I have kind of an immense amount of freedom that allows me to look out for number one very Mm -hmm. kind of easily.
1: Well, and also for what it's worth, you don't have a significant other.
0: That is also true, yes. Because I think that would definitely change things significantly. Yeah. I would rather Or, not rather. It would probably change some of my, like, day-to-day actions at this point in my life. Um, possibly immensely. But it would definitely give me a lot of a different, like, feeling about how I balance the needs of others versus myself, I'm sure. And, I don't know. I think this is probably the right place for me to be at, kind of, in this week of my life. Because in my very free agent way of life at the moment, kind of things change week to week. Maybe next week I'm going to be like, gosh, I wish I had more stability in my life and cared for (laughs) others more. But at the moment, I'm kind of very happy with being able to take a bit of time, and when I say a bit of time, I've been doing this for most of the past four years of my life. But, taking time to kind of worry about what I need to make myself kind of who I want to be, and then I'm kind of thinking that later on I'll care more about others, but maybe I'll just live my whole life as a self-centered child. Hopefully not.
1: Keep listening to find out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Keep listening to the next 187 episodes, and you right. might figure something out. That's right.
1: As I said, I'll be your rock.
0: Yes. <laughs> what kind? Actually, don't name a kind. Geologists are silly.
1: Ooh, ooh, brutal. I'll be your foundation. I don't want to name a rock. That's I'd good. I'd be like I'll be tungsten. I'll be your tungsten foundation.
0: Oh gosh, you're playing to my you're playing to my heart there. Throwing out a pure element. You know it. Do you know what the
1: chemical symbol is? I wanna say that it's like T G.
0: No, it's something weird that you would never guess.
1: No, I know that I'm gonna get it because like like I used to know chemistry very well. Uh I'm gonna get it. I'm going through it. I'm going through it in my head. And you told me that it's a weird one, which means that it's W.
0: Yes! Thank you. I hope that didn't, like, go crazy on the mic.
1: I can but... always reduce it. Uh, but There's a... Did I tell you about this? Pretty do you know sure why I... it's
0: called? Do you know why it is W?
1: Probably some stupid European.
0: Whatever, like, in some language its original name was Wolfram. Mm. So if you buy, like, a really, really old periodic table, like... I don't know how old, but really old. It'll mm-hmm. say like Wolfram. Tungsten's one of my favorite elements, purely because the name Wolfram is
1: awesome. That's a that's a fair reason. <laughs> I really want a tungsten ring. That would be nice. It's becoming more and more common, and they're also like thirty dollars.
0: Yeah, they're fairly inexpensive in terms. It's of cheap, rings. and then they
1: last forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tungsten I've Unlike told you people... about the uh... <laughs> I'm gonna find this book for you Yes This book that someone gave me I think it was my aunt Uncle Tungsten Memories of a Chemical Boyhood By Oliver Sacks What? I would highly recommend it to you. Oliver Sacks was this uh, pretty famous, I think he was a neurosurgeon, but also just a general science communicator. But he grew up in like the very early 1900s when tungsten light bulbs were coming into a thing. And also you could go to your local apothecary and get all the chemicals that you could ever want. And so it's it's a story largely about how he found a couple of really old textbooks um of like like robert boyle era textbooks oh. um, and like was just trying to repeat experiments on his own as like a nine-year-old <laughs> that's awesome uh, but i'll send you that link i'll put it in the show notes as well so that the links that are relevant are actually in you know, the same place um yeah but yeah it's a it's a really good book and like i have it and i would have given it to you if i was at home but Either way, it's really good, and you would like it.
0: It's probably cheaper for me to order it on Amazon than to ship
1: it. I mean, you could go to my house.
0: Oh, is it at your? No,
1: that's weird. I'm not going to. It do wouldn't that. be weird. I could. T- I could tell my parents. They'd love to meet you.
0: <laughs> if it's really, if it's really that good of a book, I probably want would like to own it though. That's fair. And it's about chemistry, so.
1: Yeah. No, it's very. good. I'd
0: probably enjoy it a lot.
1: Yeah, I believe it. Onwards and upwards. Okay. Um... Once again, I'm going to challenge your verbal description skills. <laughs> but this one's pretty straightforward.
0: Wait. This wasn't something... Oh, it was. This was definitely from, like, the front page or something, wasn't it? Because I feel like I saw I this it today. It says that
1: it's from today's comic. Today's... Like, it's a today comic. As, oh, I, as it, it is. always okay. is. Whenever I look for a new comic, I just go to the front page and scroll.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so the comic is just a single frame. It is called Long Story Short by Daniel buyer buyer Not
1: Breyer. Bayer. Bayer? Maybe. Doesn't matter.
0: Thank you, Daniel, for allowing me to butcher your name terribly. <laughs> um, Daniel Bayer, maybe. Definitely not Brier though
1: definitely not Briar. <laughs> um <laughs> it's a hidden r not a silent r <laughs> but a hidden one
0: <laughs> it's it's the mysterious invisible r yes um so the scene appears to be a courtroom and the camera's focused kind of most specifically on the both the jury bench and kind of the defense area um And there's a door in the background that says jury room and then a number of seats together that all appear obviously to be the jury. And there is like a tree, a toilet, a leg, a UPS guy, a bone, newspaper, fire hydrant, squirrel, and cat. And so you're kind of trying to think like what do these all have in common? And then you look at the defense – and it appears that there is a lawyer sitting at the bench. And there's also a dog. And the comic is simply titled, This Doesn't Look Good. Oh, well, this comic oh. This comic does make me actually I didn't laugh out loud literally this time because I'm pretty sure I already saw it today. Yeah. But I do enjoy it. It I actually I'm pretty sure when I like scrolled past it, I was like, oh, Almost took a double take at it, but didn't.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's simple and clever.
0: I kind of like it, a lot. Why did you choose it, Mark?
1: Well, I'm not going to tell you the first reason yet. Uh, Well, well, we all know the first reason, which is that I scrolled the front page of Go Comics until I found one that I liked. (laughs) But, what I just realized... Have you ever been into a courtroom, Grant? Like, have you ever seen court take place in, Not real in life? Not
0: in person, but fun fact, my dad is on jury duty this week.
1: Okay, so we'll get there. But I've never been in a courtroom either. I've never seen court take place. And yet, just from all of the court-based stuff in popular culture over the past 60 years, I think literally anybody that you ask knows that when you're facing the judge the defense is on the left isn't that weird yeah like i can't think of another piece of information that so many people would know even i'm assuming it's accurate uh only because of popular culture it just gets assimilated there's gotta be something though doesn't there Oh, I'm sure that there's something else that compares, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It just kind of, like, occurred yeah. to me that, like, this is just a thing. Like, we both didn't even hesitate. It wasn't even the caption that made us know that that was the defense. It was just the fact that we're clearly looking at the left side of the courtroom. Yep. You know? And sometimes the jury's not on the left. I think in some things I've randomly seen it on the right. But either way, that's you still we've... know that's a defense.
0: I was going to ask, is the jury normally on that side? But I didn't question the defense part of it.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen the jury on both sides in popular culture. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my, my initial thought is like, yes, it normally is on the right. Uh, but I think in... I'm trying to think what show or movie I'm thinking of. I know there's definitely been a few where I distinctly remember it being on the left as well. But those were more modern okay so i don't know but yeah my the main reason that i picked this i was just wondering like what do you think about jury duty and people who have to do jury duty you know like isn't well, it set, like it, it's an idea but you never really hear about it you don't really think about it until like one random person in your life has to do it yep this week and, like neither of, yeah neither of my parents have had to do it i don't really know anybody who has had to do it And yet, I also know that there are people who have to do it, like, multiple times.
0: Yeah. So, I'll respond to that in a couple ways. So, first, I'll respond probably backwards to forwards of the questions. Um, I've heard, like, this might just be kind of like one of those urban legend things, but that, like, if you're asked to do jury duty once, you're more likely to have to do jury duty again or something. Hmm. That, like... There tends to be, like, people who get jury duty, like, every, like, five to ten years or something.
1: I would um, assume that's some... only if they're accepted onto a jury.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I honestly... The process is pretty masked in secret to me. I don't yeah. know much about it. Um, but I'm trying to think back to some of your other questions. So, our high school band director, um, his name was Dr. K, we'll refer to him as, you weren't in his ensemble the year that he had to be on jury duty, were you?
1: No, I wasn't that good. Like you.
0: Okay. Don't (laughs) don't you dare say that. You can accurately say I "I wasn't that lucky like you. Okay. Cause I remember, so that's kind of, I think that was my first exposure to someone being on jury duty. Um, okay. And that was kind of short lived cause it turned out that he didn't end up getting put on a jury or anything.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But the first day he had like where he came back, he like, we didn't play at all that day. And he just spent the whole day telling us about the process cause he had like been put in as like a, potential alternate juror so he only had to be there for the days of like when the prosecutors and defense were like whittling down the jury pool or whatever to who was actually going to be a juror in the case yeah and so he got to hear all of that but then he didn't actually get chosen so he got to leave before that before like Mm -hmm. the whole case and everything um And he seemed to think it was a really fascinating process and really enjoyed it, from what Mm -hmm. I remember. But that could be biased by the fact that he didn't have to sit through a whole case. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's pretty safe to say.
0: Yeah. The whole concept of jury duty... It makes a lot of sense to me. I'm sure the second that I receive a letter at some point in my life telling me that I have to have jury duty I'll be immensely annoyed by it I feel like
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I don't at least at this point in my life have that strong sense of civic duty that it would like really excite me to be on jury duty or something yeah Um, I think for most people it's probably somewhat of just a big annoying inconvenience in their life I don't know what do you think
1: well I mean, I agree with that for you know people who are fascinated by it, cool, like I think uh I think Aaron's mom was on a jury for something, and my vision twenty one teacher in middle school was on a jury. I remember her telling us about it um I mean, as far as the process, essentially what it comes down to is that what happens in this comic would never actually happen ideally. In the real world, because both lawyers, you know, are present during juror selection, and they both have to agree on all the jurors. Yeah. Uh. And so there's a bit of kind of there's some bartering going on there a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but I also know that you know, I don't I don't have normally particularly strong views on a lot of things. But I ascribe to C.G.P. Gray's view in a lot of ways of jurisprudence and doubt that I even if I were called for jury duty I don't think I'd ever find myself on a jury because some of the main things that you have to state when they're doing the whole selection process is that A. You will not make a decision based on information that you have from outside of this courtroom Hmm. immediate no of course not I'm always going to use my prior information to be like these lawyers are so full of it, you know, like, from their description, like, whatever the situation is. I could never do that. Things like eyewitness testimony, completely worthless. I will not. I will disregard (laughs) it immediately. Large swaths of forensic science, also total crap. (laughs) You know? Some of it is total, like, literally worse than guessing. And Mm -hmm. others are like, yeah, it's fine, but it's not, like... Proven, there have been at least a couple cases where fingerprint identification was, uh, wrong, and especially yeah. the more that you learn about how fingerprint identification works, the scarier it becomes. Uh, yep. So anything sort of like anything short of pretty much indisputable genetic evidence and cameras and stuff, like honestly, I think that it's all pretty poorly done yeah uh and so like just due to those views like i don't think that i would find myself on a jury uh that being said if i were other than the sort of annoying financial implications and time implications of being on a jury i think i would probably manage to enjoy it Mm -hmm. to some extent at least it would be interesting i'm sure i'd get frustrated but it would definitely be an interesting thing to talk about afterward I don't
0: know yeah what I don't know this at all what financial implications are there Er, well you're you're not not working
1: and they reimburse you like you know five dollars a day or whatever whatever tiny amount that they give you that they're able to give jurors yeah and then you have to not go to work and like technically you're exempt like technically that's an okay thing to do but a lot of places at work will be very annoyed about it or be like oh if you have some upcoming thing you need to try your best to reschedule and whatever else like i know that that's specifically in the handbook of my company is if you know that there's some big thing upcoming (laughs) that Mm would be nominally inconvenient for you to miss you should try and reschedule jury duty if you're called I'm sure yeah. most companies have a similar thing. It's illegal for them to like fire you or do anything like that. To uh, yeah. as a result, but it's still inconvenient. Just like missing school is inconvenient for being sick. Yeah, you're allowed to be sick a few times, but it's yeah. not like you want to not go to school.
0: So, in jobs, is it would it like if you're in a salaried position, would it be considered like unpaid time off, or would it?
1: No, I think it would have to be uh just kind of given just kind of a free pass i think it has to be that okay i don't know off the top of my head but i would assume just based on the fact that this is a legal government procedure yeah uh that they would have to just eat the cost but that's why companies are annoyed about it you know
0: that would make sense i guess and
1: also you're annoyed because whenever you come back who knows what you have left to do
0: (laughs) oh god yeah you know,
1: so, I don't know, jury duty is a weird thing. It's like, it's good that we have it, you know, but you're always just completely unsure who the heck these jurors are, and most of it, just you kind of get the sense that, well, A, so many trials don't even go to juror, like a jury anyway, oh, yeah. like to trial, so many things don't, mm-hmm. um, but even when they do, you don't know who you're getting in that jury, and uh, I don't know, the whole thing, it's just... It's weird. I don't know. It's about, it's probably as good of a process as it can be, unless you start talking about professional jurors, which people do talk about. But even then, I'm not really sure what the, you know, I think there'd be a lot of negative implications there. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. But I do like how this comic artist drew every single member of the jury giving the dog the side eye
0: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even totally pick up that on that until now i definitely noticed the tree and the ups person but...
1: usps you fool oh shoot. they ain't wearing no brown
0: <laughs> oh what can brown do for me make me look like a fool <laughs> gosh yeah usps my bad i should That's support okay. the u.s government
1: here you should um, I have a P.O. box now. Did I tell you Oh, that? you do? Yeah. Do you not have a
0: non-P.O. box?
1: Well, it's just that, like, I'm in this place for two weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm in another place for six months, and then who knows where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier if I can just directly tell, the like, you know, ten people in my life. Like, there are a couple people that I'm going to write letters with. And other than that, things like birthday cards, or if I just need something to get yeah. sent to me, yeah, then it's easier to just be like, I have this one place by work that important mail is going to get sent to. And then if I'm like in my six month place and I need to get a package shipped somewhere, well, yeah, I'll just get it shipped there. But small huh. mail, uh, it's better to just do the P.O. box. Yeah. So, yeah, so I support my USPS.
0: I normally do. I just... In efficiency's sake, I just said UPS.
1: Mm, That's not going to get me by. Now it's been incre- incredibly not uh, not efficient. of <laughs> was talking about it afterward.
0: Yeah. Not just one of those deals where you read the first and last letter and don't read any of them in the middle and you just guess.
1: Nah, haven't I you did. seen those... Uh... The dyslexic, uh, scrambly word things. Yeah, you know where you can still read it. Yep. Yeah,
0: and they always end don't with saying, guess. "You're real smart if you can read this," or something stupid like that. To yeah,
1: and it's like, no, I'm not. I'm just a human with eyes.
0: Yeah, to make people want to share because they're like, oh, I must be real smart because I read it. I'm gonna share it.
1: Yeah, although every once in a while, at least I uh, we had that in our eighth grade science classroom and every once in a while you'd see a kid walk by and be like what is this saying i don't get it and you're like trying to explain it to them but like (laughs) how do you explain that you know how do you explain (laughs) this very like you just kind of have to see it sort of thing yeah there's not much explanation to provide because you're not going to sit there and unscramble every single word and be like you see it now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be kind of awkward and weird yeah yeah show
1: sure. well, I think we done good grant
0: we done good, Marcus. <laughs>